0: Gimme give gimme give cause i'm obsessed Gimme give gimme give cause I'm obsessed Yeah gimme give gimme give cause I'm obsessed And I can't get it out of my head Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession Cause this is what makes me me And I'm glad that I called you. I'm talking about nostalgia And this is where I wanna be Gimme give gimme give cause I'm obsessed Gimme give gimme give cause I'm obsessed Yeah gimme give gimme give cause I'm obsessed
1: everybody welcome back to another episode of the gimme i am your host and resident horse girl Uh, i'm here with today's lovely guest he's also a resident of his own because he's a resident hot dog i think that's safe to call you the resident hot dog um he is very funny he has an album out uh right now that you can find on on anywhere, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, we have on the very funny Sean Connolly today. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey, hey,
0: hey Kelly. What's up?
1: How's uh, how are things going in your you know your pandemic pandemic dystopia?
0: Uh, it's kind of crazy because we're, a baby is on the way, and so we are just totally distracted by you know the world ending because we're bringing life into it.
1: And the thing is, is like at the beginning of the pandemic you announced that, you know, you and Marie announced that you were having a baby. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see them before they give birth. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm not seeing them until this kid's like a year old.
0: (laughs) It's true. And like a lot of people aren't, I mean, we're driving by, we live near a hospital and you can drive by where like the newborns are and they're just people outside of the windows waving at the mom holding the baby inside the ho- the hospital. Oh
1: my God. So, yeah, I mean,
0: Marie's gonna have to give birth wearing a mask.
1: Yeah, I had a friend that gave birth, she was in, in Indiana, but like, she had to argue to let her like husband be allowed in the birthing room. It was insane, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good.
0: Nuts, nope.
1: But uh, you moved, right? You guys made a move during the pandemic, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, we yeah. moved to Worcester,
1: back to Boston. hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Say the double the space for the same exact price.
1: <laughs> it is. It is truly amazing how like Mass, Massachusetts functions so differently with their real estate than any other place. It's like you want a six hundred square foot apartment downtown. Here, spend $2,000.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and we have a two-bedroom with giant ceilings and an old mill for the same price.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friends in the Midwest are like, you could get a four-bedroom house for that. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like,
0: <laughs> um,
1: Well, I'm excited to have you on. Originally, when I messaged you about what your obsession was, you told me The Little Mermaid. And I was <laughs> like, what is the likelihood that I already had a guest on that was obsessed with The Little Ooh, Mermaid. Who was it? Kendra Landsberg.
0: Oh, man, really? With her? I have to have the same kind of Come on,
1: about people. <laughs> Is that surprising that it was her?
0: It's actually not surprising at all. I just wish it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> why, before we talk about the, the topic I ended up bringing you on for, I want to ask, like, why The Little Mermaid?
0: I don't know. I, I just know that I incessantly watched it. Like I made my parents put it on VHS every day. I did. I think I, I think I did have a crush on Ariel. I think that was definitely part of it. I mean, I didn't know what a crush was or, yeah, yeah, but I definitely, I'm going to walk and talk, uh, just cooking dinner. I feel like a, I feel like a crazy mom from the fifties who is also trying to have a life of her own, you know,
1: Like, I'm a comedian, but I'm also soon-to-be dad, and I'm cooking <laughs> dinner.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I it was... Uh, uh.
1: Ah, looks good. I'm always jealous. You guys post all this good-looking food, and I'm like, I'm over here eating mac and cheese again. <laughs> um,
0: the music is also fantastic. I find that I also really love, like, Like Caribbean music. I like island music a lot. Oh, okay. As an adult. And uh, it definitely was rooted in some some Little Mermaid. mermaid.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that you mentioned about the crush probably makes sense because when you probably first saw The Little Mermaid, you must were you in like elementary school or something?
0: Uh, I was younger. I think I was like...
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm old. Interesting. (laughs) I always forget when Disney movies come out, so I'm like not I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and they always,
0: like, re-release them like they're new.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I, yeah. But, yeah, Little Mermaid, uh, a deep obsession. I also, like, I, I liked I liked hating being scared, and I was truly scared of Ursula.
1: That's true. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And, uh, but I, they, it was a good, fun scare. It wasn't, like, a horrible, I think she's going to get me scared, because I'm never going to go to the bottom of the ocean. I, Ursula can't get me. yeah. But, they did a good job of making you intimidated by her.
1: Oh. And I,
0: res- I respect the shit out of Ursula. I think that's why I love uh, strong, confident women is because of people like <sighs> Ursula. So, you know what? That's
1: Sean's feminist thought for the day. Yeah,
0: you know what? I, I totally get why Kendra, I totally get why Kendra likes Little Mermaid because Kendra is an Ursula.
1: Oh my God, don't tell her that. I think she was like on board with, uh, she was like a big Ariel fan, anyway. <laughs> i'm gonna have to bleep out her name i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> she probably wouldn't
1: care um but the reason i so i ended up bringing one because you have this thing that you do every december that i need to know like the origin story behind which is you um wear 25 different christmas sweaters is that correct
0: that is correct I, it it didn't start out as twenty five. It didn't just like magi- magically start. This is this is a, a life's work.
1: So like, are you obs- Were you obsessed with Christmas, or did this just like did you just happen upon this trend that you did? What what's the story here?
0: I'm obsessed with kitsch.
1: Kitsch that makes sense.
0: Totally love. I love like dumb. It's so stupid. Like I'm like I hate that I love this because like. It is such a representation of how awful America is, but like I love mass-produced dumb awful stuff. Like I love I love all the horrible designs of like Super Bowl winning T-shirts. I, oh yeah. I will never wear them, but I love when someone wears them. I love like I like you bought you spent twenty five dollars to buy that awful looking shirt because you love that team.
1: <laughs> I, like, I have I, one like,
0: of those. See yeah, see it's so it's so great. It's I love it. I love it and. Like, all the sweaters I have, it's not like these are one of a kind. These were mass produced. Yes. Like, there are thousands of them in the world right now.
1: (laughs) Yes. And it seems to me that, like, most of them are – it's just, like, wild what people throw on a sweater and are like, this is appropriate for the holidays.
0: (laughs) Don't we have one that's similar?
1: We – I had – I posted once, like, a – a family photo of me and my parents, and my brother, all in matching sweaters, which are like black with like white snowflakes, I think, and like a red trim on the sleeves. And you like definitely have something very similar.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like that Nordic theme. Yes. It's definitely Christmas, but it's like winter.
1: It's winter and it's definitely like classic 90s family wear.
0: Oh yeah, like the whole family would have the same exact sweater, sort yeah. of. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, how did you go from being into kitsch to getting into like the Christmas sweaters then?
0: So, I I, I don't want to be this guy. <coughs> excuse me, I don't want to be this guy who's like, uh, I liked I liked ugly Christmas sweaters before they were popular, <sighs> but but. I will say I did, I my freshman year of college at the Salvation Army in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. There was a abundance of them and no one gave a shit about it. Okay. When I was 18 years old at Bridgewater and I bought a couple, I actually stole one from a girl at a party in Northeastern.
1: Hey, I stole a Christmas sweater and the girl to this day is like so upset about it,
0: <laughs> sorry,
1: Corinne. like, I get it.
0: I, this, I, I stole this from her. In, uh, in a really bad, like 18 year old attempt to flirt. Like that was like a <gasps> negging thing. Like, you know, like I was like, oh, I took your sweater. I guess we got to see each other again. Sort of thing. And she was like, nah, fuck you.
1: <laughs> Wait, was this at like a party or something? And you yeah, like- Yeah, so was I, that, person... was,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I literally did the thing. I was like, oh, can I try that on? And, and then that... I away. <laughs> and then I Facebook messaged her and I was like- well, I guess we, your sweater. I guess we need to see each other again. And she was like, nah, you can have it, fuck you. <laughs>
1: such a plot twist she's like eh. i don't, uh, yeah, want it I, back.
0: I don't really care yeah so i had so I, yeah so it started off as like i bought i bought like three or four at uh the bridgewater salvation army plus yeah. i stole that one from her and I, I i just wore those like around the christmas around christmas time that's all it okay. was like, yeah i would have them and it was like oh that's a funny thing that sean's doing yeah and then uh by junior year it started to become a thing
1: oh like that's you were the kid on campus that like had these sweaters
0: No, that like ugly ugly Christmas sweater party started happening. Yes. So then that was, that's how my, that's how my collection began. It was that people bought them at Salvation Army for this one party that their frat was throwing. And they were like, Sean likes these. Hey, Sean, do you want this sweater that I only wore for one thing? I bought it for $10 and I don't want this trash anymore. And I'd be like, "Why, yes, I do want that trash. And so I now have, I now have 34.
1: You have 34 ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes. Oh, man. But I can't imagine that these are all the original Christmas sweaters that you started with. Like, you must have, like, switched some out.
0: I have traded for some.
1: Traded? Yeah. What's, like, what does a trade look like? Like, you're like, oh, I got this, this raggedy bear sweater.
0: Well, no. People reach out to me. That's the thing. Oh. I don't initiate any of it. People are like, Hey, I got this sweater. Uh, I've seen you take photo. We can go into this later, I guess, but I have seen you take photos uh, of this one that I really like. Can I have that? I'll give you this one. And if I feel like it's like a, if like a fair, awful looking trade, then I will, I'll, I'll take it.
1: Oh my God. That's I so. I have a
0: piece of artwork from a New Orleans artist who Maraid really loves.
1: Yeah. And,
0: uh, like they, we, she followed her and saw her at an art gallery opening in, in Houston and, uh, then like we just started following each other, but like we never met, don't, no idea who each other were. Like Marie just saw some of her art at a gallery, yep. and, and she out of the blue messaged me and was like, "I'll trade you a piece of art for that Taz Christmas sweater."
1: <laughs> and you're got, like, oh, damn, a
0: really good piece of art that's hanging up on our wall right now.
1: Wow, you're really uh, what's the word? I'm tra- like, you're monetizing this sweater trade.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: damn
0: i've gotten to the point now where people ask to borrow them for their their one time a year ugly christmas sweater party and i'm thinking of starting to charge rent
1: well that's that's how i stole my my friend's christmas sweater is i borrowed it and i was supposed to give it back but i i was like this is the best tacky christmas sweater i'm not going to give it back and she tried to charge me like 20 or 30 bucks and i was like i don't i i've moved sorry (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You could, you could do a business though. You would make, I, I worry people would like spill red wine on your stuff though. And then it would be,
0: yeah, uh, I, you got
1: to dry clean it.
0: I did mean, make, or maybe, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing is like any other business, you just, you just have them put a deposit down, but like these mean a lot to me.
1: <laughs> no, do they? Yes. Do you, have, you have attachment to these sweaters? I do. Okay.
0: I really, that and here's the thing. So people have bought me more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now that the ugly Christmas sweater thing is, like, it's such a part of our pop culture now. Yeah. That like, every, like you know, every business makes their, or a team, and everyone has their, like, quote, unquote, ugly Christmas sweater. It's just a dumb pattern with their, with their branding on it, right? Right. So people buy those for me now.
1: Oh, so you're getting, like, tipsy elf sweaters gifted to you or something.
0: Yeah, or, like... Literally, my cousin spent a a, a a semester abroad in London and got me a Manchester City soccer team ugly Christmas sweater that I then gave to Will Noonan because he loves Man City.
1: <laughs> well, it's got to be frustrating to be like, oh, I like these sweaters, but I don't want like you don't want.
0: I don't want the corporate one.
1: You don't want the corporate one, and you want like the original, like the. Yeah. That, you know, like that has some nostalgia attached to it, right?
0: Ray and I were like doing last minute Christmas shopping in Houston last summer, last winter. And uh, just happened to walk by a, a thrift store that like they hoard them all year. They go online and they search and they, for them. Wow. Yeah. And they had racks on racks of cri- ugly Christmas sweaters. And I went and I was like, this is like, this is what I look for. This is like, you can't find these anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so
0: hard to find now because either people bought them once, threw it in the back of their closet, and that's the end of it. And I, I it, it really, it, like, threw me for a loop when i go to Savers and Salvation Army, and, like, they started having, like, a section of ugly Christmas sweaters. Like, I used to go in July and, like, go through the sweaters and try to find, like, an ugly yeah. sweater. And then they, like, I, I realized that Savers and Goodwill and Salvation Army started – holding them back in the back room and waiting until October, November to then oh. section out. But they used to be, they used to just be out there in July. You yeah. could get a Christmas sweater in July and you can't do that anymore.
1: I wonder why the ugly Christmas thing has become such a trend.
0: Yeah, what is it?
1: Like what's the appeal of I don't know, I find it so comical that like in October, people dress up for Halloween and everybody's like slutty and then come December, everyone's like in these ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah,
0: it's like the totally wholesome thing, like anti, right. anti-slut.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ooh, that's a that's a good Halloween costume is slutty, ugly Christmas sweater.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pitch it to... Uh, you know, Halloween City or
0: whatever. Spirit Halloween.
1: <laughs> yeah, they pop up in every city.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so you started collecting these in college, and then it sounds like people started like passing them off to you or whatever. How did it go from that to you posting on social media and doing your like? Tw- I feel like it's like your twenty-five days of Christmas or something. Yeah,
0: it's it's like it's like a, a an advent calendar.
1: Yeah. How did that, how did you make that choice?
0: So I, I, I had enough, probably, it's probably like almost a decade now ago. I had enough to do the 12 days of Christmas. Okay. And so I, I would do that. And it was like this stupid fun thing and people started to notice it. And that's then the 12, like I started like on. more. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd say about five years ago, I finally got 25. And that's okay. when I started doing from December December 1st First. through yeah. Christmas. They used to be, I would wear all of them from time to time uh, after Thanksgiving. Okay. That's when it started for me. And then I would just like, I'd, I'd wear one here, wear one there, you know, whatever. And then it became yeah. the thing. Like now, I've, I like especially now that I'm back in Worcester, I mean, it might be a little different because of the pandemic, but if it wasn't the pandemic... You walk around Worcester and people are like, hey, day 14. That's day 14. I know that.
1: I was going to say, I feel like you were such like a, is it local icon? Is that the, is that the right? I mean, I don't know. You're just like so well-known in Worcester. I feel like I'm not surprised that people would like see you on the street and know. Yeah. What day of the sweater it was. When
0: when people found out that, uh, hold on, I got to get rid of this rice. When people found out that, uh, that, uh, that we we're having a kid in December, everyone's like, "Oh my god, Christmas sweaters!" That's like immediately what most people <laughs> like right away. They're like, "Christmas sweaters, wow!"
1: Oh no, have you gotten any any Christmas sweater baby gifts?
0: We have not, but we have done a lot of hot dog stuff.
1: That okay? That's another thing that I um I have to ask about because you're also wearing a hot dog shirt currently.
0: It's the Coney Island 100 Year shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you so are you? Are you a a fan of hot dogs or are you just a fan of Coney Island in Worcester?
0: I think Coney Island made me a fan of hot dogs.
1: That's fair because for those of our listeners that haven't ever been to Coney Island, not the real Coney Island, there's a Coney Island in Worcester, Massachusetts that is the cool, I think it is so cool. Like the neon sign with the dripping mustard. It's like old school price. I feel like you could eat like. Ten hot dogs for like ten bucks. Maybe. Yeah, for our,
0: my brother for our anniversary, got us a hundred dollar gift card to Coney Island. It's gonna last us the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it is such a cool spot. It okay. is
0: it's so cool. The the wood and there's like people have been carving their names into the into the the seats at Coney Island for the last hundred years. So there's like
1: it's yeah. generational
0: and like it was our McDonald's growing up in Worcester. Like that's that's lo- that's what they held over our heads. After oh. like oh, we won't go to Coney Island if you're not behaving. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just like that's it's always been. A, and then so I I've always held Coney Island in such high regard.
1: Right. And
0: so then whenever I go somewhere else, I'm trying what their hot dog is like because it, it's all regional. You know, Chicago dog is yeah. different than a Coney dog, and then like Coney Island says that they're. Coney dog is their original, but then like Detroit also claims the Coney dog is their original.
1: Okay, what's on a Coney dog?
0: It's it's a meat sauce. Okay. Onions, mustard.
1: Oh, I think I've had one of these at your hot dog show. Is yes. that the hot dog they feed you when you spin the wheel on hot dogs? Yes, exactly. They yeah. call it they, I, at, uh,
0: at 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 Worcester's Coney Island. They call it one up. Yeah. And then, but everyone has their own lingo. I, Detroit Detroit is all over, I think. I forget. Okay. If, if you have a Detroit fans, they're gonna be yelling at the-, at
1: the... Eh, Mostly just Indianapolis fans. They won't
0: know the <laughs> yeah. difference. They might care too.
1: <laughs> they might, they might. Oh man, I I am thinking to myself like, I've had some weird hot dogs. Like I, I had a, a hot dog with mac and cheese once. That was pretty- t-
0: That's- It's
1: pretty tasty. Not gonna lie. Hey.
0: Uh, they you know, my friends and I run a fundraiser every, every summer called the Worcester Hot Dog Safari. Right. Where we go to all different types of hot dog places in Worcester and Worcester County and this year there was a there was a uh a clam cake dog. A cl-
1: I don't know. Like so it fried was, clams or something?
0: It was a uh corn dog okay. in a cup of clam chowder. <laughs>
1: oh no it
0: was delicious
1: that's so weird there's
0: also a french toast dog where the bun was french toasted okay and it was uh then bacon yeah the hot dog and syrup
1: bacon that actually sounds kind of good though like that was also very that would be good i would eat that yeah yeah also, the hot dog safari I find very interesting because I've heard that one of those um, locations is not close to the others.
0: Well, it changes every year. Okay that we we try to get new places and old places depending and some of them are very far away yes
1: yeah I feel like somebody was like I drove like two hours to another you get another hot dog I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like not that, that we'll, far but I was like Worcester's not that big
0: what, what yeah because we also use Worcester County as part of it too uh, got and it. there's a there's a there's a couple of places on the outskirts of the county got that uh, that will go far away but like you know Coney Island is retired we like we actually, we put them in the hall of fame of Worcester hot dog safaris because... Oh, so
1: they're not even in it.
0: Yeah, because they just kept winning.
1: That that makes sense because that's what they do all the time. They're yeah. already doing hot dogs, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so back to your sweater thing. <laughs> I just find it so funny because now the kitsch thing, I feel like the kitsch actually attaches to hot dogs in a way.
0: I, I'm, I just lead a kitschy life. Ah.
1: <sighs> know i mean i guess yeah yeah kitschy is uh is definitely a lifestyle that i i would love to have a kitschy kitchen
0: oh right i love the kitschy kitchen
1: yeah that's a tongue twister
0: (laughs) (laughs) there was a uh, a mom of a kid i grew up with she had her kitchen was full of ceramic pigs
1: oh yeah
0: ceramic pigs everywhere
1: we had like a bunch of, um, for some reason, my dad got really into roosters and we had a bunch of roosters in the kitchen for a while. Huh. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know. Hot dogs remind me of the 50s for some reason. And the 50s feels like a very like kitschy era, like kind of kitschy era to me. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was like mass production too, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Plastics were blowing up. So, like, you could make all these awful throwawayable things constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Just trash, just making american consumer trash is essentially what it is
1: what you're saying is that you're not obsessed with kitsch you're obsessed with trash
0: yes i love i love trash uh (laughs) and almost everything i love is trash except for my wife Uh, (laughs) is not trash (laughs) she is great
1: (laughs) oh man all right so you collected these sweaters so you do 20 you you're at the point you said you had 12 now you do like 25. Do you have a favorite sweater of all these sweaters that you have?
0: I, I have I have a couple favorites. Actually, one of my my most favorites is the one I traded for that art piece. Why? Because well, Marie really liked
1: it. Her the, well, it's the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, the one I wear—it's been the last four years—the one I've worn on Christmas Day. It looks like I could be on the cover of Mariah Carey's Christmas album and has like the fluffy collar.
1: Oh yeah. yeah
0: it, that's that one is that one is my favorite. Classic. I say yeah. for the end is also is really good. There's yeah. a couple ones that are just honestly very comfortable and I would wear them if, if like it like if I wasn't into this. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just really, really comfortable sweaters.
1: And do you find most of these at thrift shops at this point or like you've kind of amassed your collection, you don't really seek them out as much anymore. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I I honestly don't think about it. I, I shopped for them for the first time when we walked by that place in Houston. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. Marade's aunt and uncle used to, they're, Houston, you know, oil, they used to work uh, in the Philippines or Thailand, somewhere in Southeast Asia. Okay. And they had some Southeast Asian kitschy, me. ugly Christmas sweaters. So what I got, They the... they gave me a couple of those.
1: What do those even look like? Like what?
0: They, honestly, you you wouldn't know. Honestly, they look exactly the same.
1: Very same, yeah.
0: Yeah, but they they're just uh, very ornate, like over the top, and they fit snug. They fit like just right on me.
1: It's oh great. yeah, yeah.
0: I am like the perfect Thai woman, I guess.
1: <laughs> well some of the sweaters you have are definitely Like unisex And then some I'm like is that a woman's vest Like is that meant
0: for a woman Most of them are female sweaters <laughs> Yeah I was going
1: to say I was like I, I'm I'm feeling like this is something my aunt wore in the 80s Yeah
0: I I definitely in, during, during the Christmas season I definitely have like art teacher Elementary school vibes
1: Yeah yeah Okay talking about being a teacher Because you were a teacher at one point right
0: mm-hmm. Did you
1: wear these sweaters at school. I did. And like, how did your students feel about this like whole thing?
0: Honestly, some, like some kids would make fun of me because that's just like how teenagers act. Yeah. But for the most part, looking forward to it. It was like opening an advent calendar every day in the homeroom. They're like, what's the sweater today? And I take my jacket. I'm like, Ooh, that one's ugly, mister. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And how does your family, like your how does your family do? They enjoy it, or they, or do they think it's like a weird thing that you do?
0: Uh, I, I think I think they begrudgingly love it. I might say, like when we when we moved here, like they're still at my parents' house right now. Okay. They're not here yet, and yeah. my dad was like, "Oh, those sweaters! Oh, we burned them." <laughs> <laughs> he tried to get me, you know, like yeah. But they still like. Every, like, my mom will make the, the you know, like, she's seeking attention face like, up oh, man, there's another one, you know, like. That, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, there, yeah.
0: But they love it. They, like, they, I mean, they say they hate it, but they love it.
1: Well, also, like, you could be doing worse things. Like, you could be, like. True. You know? My obsession could be
0: meth, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, anything's possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're actually, because Marade is due uh, December 3rd, yeah, we're going to doing our we're gonna be taking the photos, all the photos early this year. Usually oh, we wow. took them in the morning of before I left for work. Yeah, uh, but we're just we're gonna do like a day photo shoot of all the sweaters in one day, so that I can just post because we're gonna be bleary eyed from yeah,
1: well from like raising a child, a, a yeah. newborn during the month of December. Yeah, and you're not like I'm assuming you work from home at this point, so it's like you'd be commuting to your desk anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Do you do you like Christmas? Like, are you a big fan of Christmas too, or is it? Yeah, I like I like Christmas. I I don't think
0: I love. Everyone thinks I love Christmas. Like I'm like I'm you know.
1: But it's more the kitsch.
0: Yeah, I'm like Will Ferrell's Elf or something. <laughs> uh, but I'm really not. Like, it's really just I love uh, like the insanity of American consumerism and how ugly it is.
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: So. Uh, it it like it does get me swept up in the Christmas spirit. spirit. Like I, I also have a lot of like bad kitschy. I I like I collect vinyl and I have a lot of bad kitschy Christmas uh, vinyl.
1: Oh, uh, you have bad, uh, bad Christmas bad, vinyl.
0: good. Like some of it's like, like really fun too. Like, but I don't like. I don't have a lot of albums that are the standard Christmas songs. You, if you turn on the Christmas station, in, do
1: you have Christmas Mountain?
0: What is Christmas Mountain?
1: Oh my God, I don't even, Christmas Mountain is some record, it must be from like the 60s or 70s, that, or maybe the 50s, that uh, there's a song on it that's like really annoying and it just goes, Christmas Mountain, Christmas Mountain, the merriest, merriest mountain in the world, world, world. And I only know about this because every Christmas my mom is like, your aunt used to sing that song every day in the month of December.
0: <laughs> I am going to look this up and find it and drive oh. the entire family crazy now.
1: Oh my god.
0: I've got I've got Batman and Superman save Christmas?
1: What is that?
0: It's just it's a story. It's like Oh, it's
1: it, a story. Okay. Yeah,
0: and someone narrates Batman and Superman saving <laughs> Christmas and then, then the flip side is Wonder Woman, the B-side is Wonder Woman saving Christmas.
1: <laughs> is that even like Wait, those are are they Marvel? Is that even Marvel approved? DC are the, is that even DC approved? Like, oh yeah,
0: God. yeah, it's got the DC logo right on it.
1: Damn! It's
0: from like the it's from the '60s.
1: I uh, to be honest with you, every Christmas, um, my family always complains that Snoopy's Christmas is not played enough on the radio.
0: <laughs> that the Vince Guaraldi Trio Christmas is very good. It's yeah. it's it's pretty good. Yeah, my, fa- my favorite. Christmas stuff, honestly, is uh, anything Motown or funk. I've been trying Ooh. to find deep, like deep funk records from the sixties and seventies where they like sing Christmas songs. It's James Brown's Christmas album is fantastic.
1: Really, I'm not surprised. So I am not surprised by that.
0: Yeah, and he just for, for kicks he just threw in "Say It Loud i Black and I'm proud, too. Like it's all Christmas songs. Like, Cruz yeah. "Come to the Ghetto" is one of the songs. It's all, like all Christmas songs, and then the b-side opens up with him just singing say loud i'm black and i'm proud because you know what you gotta be black and brown whenever it doesn't matter what time of season it is at christmas time so you know kids do it
1: do it i so how many christmas albums do you think you have because you have a big record collection
0: i do i i think i have about 20 i think i have about 20 christmas okay
1: yeah. yeah that's a, that's pretty good that'll get you through the season you know yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's fun yeah, man, Sean. I have learned so much about you tonight. I didn't realize that Kitsch was your thing, and now I'm like, I'm gonna have to buy this guy a Felix clock. That's yes,
0: my- it, it, that's that's something I want It's truly.
1: And, that yeah. You
0: know, think, think about think about my my, my state when I when I'm performing on stage. I wear a, like a Hawaiian shirt and a cardigan. That's like my like, look on stage.
1: Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, you know. So, you do have. You do have some of those, like, I feel like they could, they look like from Greece, like some of those cardigans that they would wear in Greece, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got those oh. liniment sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to think if I have any more questions about your sweater thing, but I feel like, you, have you had any um, incidents where any of these have been destroyed? Like, has anybody, like, spilled anything?
0: No I've, I've been very, no, I've been very lucky with uh, with with my sweaters so far. Knock on wood. Yeah. I do want to tell. I do want to tell a funny story. about- Let's hear it. When I was before I moved to Boston, I was still living in Worcester the first time. Yep. Uh, the the local newspaper, the Telegram and Gazette, wanted to do a story on my sweaters.
1: They did a st- okay.
0: They wrote a this woman wrote a column, uh, uh, and so my dad. A little backstory: My dad was a reporter for uh, almost 30 years okay. at the Telegram Gazette. So yeah. I lived at the Telegram Gazette when I was a kid. Like, I, like when he had to go run out and cover something, and but he was taking care of me. One of the other reporters in the bullpen would watch me. Oh wow! So, this woman, Diane Williamson, is her name. Uh, she's retired now, but she uh, she usually writes like hard hitting columns about like trying to get corrupt people in, and racist people in the city, knock them down a peg. You know, that's yeah. her. Um, but then she like around Christmas time tries to write like a human interest one. And so she was like, I've known you since you were born. I used to babysit you all the time. Yeah. Be, you have this ridiculous Christmas sweater collection. Let's do a story. And so she comes over and I lay all the sweaters out on the floor. And she, so you can see them all. And she's, we were talking for a while. Um, but actually one of the first questions she asked me out of the blue she just goes so what's it like to be gay
1: whoa she looked at your sweaters and then just said what's it like to be gay
0: yeah and here, she's also she is she's gay herself and out okay and she just assumed that about me and like just on the record just asked me that question early on had nothing to do with the christmas sweaters
1: that's so and and like it's so weird it's not like you had ever like you never like had like a um you know like you never came out i'm sure like during your life you had it, why do people that's so weird
0: yeah just assume
1: yeah
0: it was yeah. so strange and you know what cool i mean you know, mo- if you've ever heard my act before yeah people think it all the time <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so random.
0: But it was, it was so thrown off. Like it just like, it put me in a weird mood just because she's like, why are you assuming that? Aren't you supposed to just ask questions and not like have an angle or something? Like, I don't know. It just felt so strange to me.
1: Was she like trying to have an angle where she was like, Worcester, gay comedian embraces his Christian heritage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. and squashed her on that one. I the can only great.
1: imagine that, like you told her, and then like the wind was just taken out of her sails.
0: <laughs> she 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 played it off really. She's like, oh, oh,
1: oh, you're not. Okay, well, I didn't know what, I you know, just then and
0: uh, so what about that one?
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's so <laughs> awkward. Did you did you tell your dad that she asked you that or anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. What was his reaction?
0: he was like because you know she you know, she is like a very stereotypical like brash hard-hitting columnist yeah so, yeah she asked a question she's not a, she's not apologi- apologetic at all for it that makes, makes complete sense it's weird that that was the question but <laughs> he's not surprised at all
1: yeah that is <laughs> that's so funny to me that like that's the question that not like like are you religious or like, you know, what's your affiliation? It's just like, so you're gay? I think
0: I even said something about like, uh, I was uh, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, we were living in that apartment. I said something like, oh yeah, don't mind the mess over here. My girlfriend's working on a project or something like that. And then she still-
1: She probably was like, that's a beard. That's a beard. <laughs> He's living with a woman to cover up his real life.
0: Is her name Grace Will? <laughs>
1: God, that's so awkward. It, I'm assuming the article got published and yeah, yeah. yeah and in the great. paper, yeah.
0: I share it every year when uh, when the memory shows up on Facebook. Yeah, that that is how popular the sweater collection has gotten. Is that uh, people write stories about it in the newspaper?
1: I do think it's so interesting that. Um, Because to me, like, Worcester's not a small town.
0: No, but it has that, it has a small town feel, surprisingly.
1: Yeah, because everybody I know from Worcester, it almost feels like they're within, like, one degree of each other. We're, like, one or two. Yeah. So the fact that, like, you're walking around the streets and people are like, oh, it's day 14, like, (laughs) kind of doesn't surprise me.
0: (laughs) I, my ultimate goal... And yeah. I hope, hopefully it happens at some point. I would like, I want an actual advent calendar. So when you open, you like, you tear a, a day away and then I'm behind it in a sweater.
1: Oh man. Instead
0: of a, instead of a candy, it's it's a picture it's of you It's a me.
1: picture of you in a sweater.
0: That's what I want. I, I You I, got to I, get a
1: Patreon for that.
0: Right? Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, th- that sounds like a project that would be like a lot, you know, you could find somebody that knows graphic design. Yeah. I, th-
0: I think, you know, I think it ultimately would have to be not like the advent calendars, you know, where you like yes. poke a hole and get it. Cause you can't, you can't do that. And yeah. it's like very hard to do, but it would just be a 25 flip day. That makes sense. Yeah. So you just make like an actual calendar. Yeah. And every day is and yeah, You just flip it up every day. And you're
1: it's- like the big man on campus over in Worcester. You could do that. You yeah. can make that work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean, um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Is there anything you want to like? Where can our listeners find you?
0: Uh, sir, uh, at Sir Sean Connolly on Instagram, uh, scorned standing on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I, I, I made the thing back when I didn't know what Twitter was. You know, like no one knew what Twitter was, and I didn't know you should like yeah have like your name you know whatever, so whatever that's
1: fine i i had my middle name on there for a while people were like who is daisy i was like that's my middle name they're like your middle name's is daisy i was like yes let's move on
0: did <laughs> a maiden name thing
1: no just some irish name that my parents liked and regret now oh interesting uh, yeah.
0: I, I my middle name is a is a uh my, my mom's maiden name
1: ah yeah my mom um is a feminist and she kept her maiden name <laughs>
0: Mmm. You know, does a Marie does a bit about this. Uh where she's Really? Like, yeah. She, well, she hasn't I don't think she's done it a whole lot, but essentially she's like when people ask her, Are you keeping your name or taking his name? It's like, well, I, if I it's not the feminist thing to do to take his name, but it's also, if you think about it, not the feminist thing to do to take to keep my name, because I'm just keeping my daddy's name.
1: Ah <laughs> yep, yep. That's fair. There are some people that just like full-on mer- not even like uh hyphenated they just like merge yeah you know their names it's like, real I mean, weird
0: we thought we thought about like our our uh, wedding website was dickily.com for dickinson Connolly.
1: no no i <laughs> yeah, would
0: <dickily.the-not.com. laughs>
1: you would have to like if you had that as your last name people would be like why do you like hot dogs so much? <laughs> Is it something to do with your... No. <laughs> Dickily. Dickily. Yeah. And um, like we said before, you can find Sean's album, Hot Dog. It's... You're, I am so happy to hear that you released an album during the pandemic, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> I just like... Uh, it- i wasn't getting enough attention you know and i needed i needed to get some attention so i put out this this recording i had no
1: well when was the recording done it must have been a year ago ago. okay and did you plan to release it around now or just kind of happen? no i was
0: i was working on it in january and february and then the pandemic hit and I it kind of just got i got lost yeah and uh then when you know we started this started becoming the new normal i was like i can start focusing on the things that i was working on previously
1: yeah and Instead
0: uh live shows. yes but it worked out you know like having it come out it came out uh like a year and a week after i recorded it and yeah. on for the four-year anniversary of the beginning of the woot nanny comedy festival
1: oh that's awesome so nice timing yeah yeah Well, Sean, you've been great and to all of our listeners, you've been listening to another episode of The Gimme. You can find us wherever you found us, but most likely on Spotify, Apple, or Stitcher. Please don't forget to rate and review and we'll see you next week.